Now, it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. Good afternoon, Peter. Health and well-being for another Tuesday. G'day. Good afternoon, Mark. Look, uh, this time around, something that might be kind of timely with Christmas parties and a lot of consumption of things, we're going to learn how to love our liver. That's right, Mark. This time of year, there's one poor organ that does copper flogging, and that's your liver. So today, just wanted to go over again, we've focused a lot on gut health this year, but um, after the gut, the liver's, you know, definitely the next most important organ. Um, so we'll talk about how to love your liver, not just during the silly di- silly season, but every day. First, you've got this naturopathic concept you want to talk about, uh, the four filters. What are they? What do they do? Why should we be concerned about them? Well, look, one of the, one of the things I always say to clients when they come to see me is, you know, my goal for my clients is to have good health you know live to their 95 still with their marbles and their mobility that's not a bad starting point yeah absolutely go to bed one night not wake up the next day so that would be winning the jackpot and i always say three things initially will determine how successful your body will be or you will be number one is your family history and um while our genes aren't our destiny um family history gives us clues about what we need to be a bit more um um proactive about you know if there's a big family history of diabetes then you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to reduce that risk after the family history the next factor and this is in our favor is that our body or our cells are continually regenerating so we're making new cells all the time so our red blood cells turn over every 120 days our liver cells every 12 weeks our skin cells every six weeks our gut lining five days or less even our skeleton is totally replaced every seven 12 months to 7 years. So nothing in the body stays the same. So that's why I always say there's always you really room are for a brand new person, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we are and there's always room for improvement. There's always room for healing. And the third factor and this is part of our map or model from a naturopathic point of view, one of the reasons we can live a long time is that our body has four filters. In order, it's our gut, our liver, our immune system and our kidneys. And these filters kind of like the fuel filter in your car, if the filter clogs up, car's going to run sluggishly and you might get a new alternate new spark plugs whatever unless you fix the filter you've not fixed the problem so you know 10 foot tall and bulletproof when we're 20 most of us you know eat anything drink anything wonder what all the fuss is about as we get older you know we might notice that first filter our digestion's not as good bloating wind bowel variability heartburn reflux tired after meals low blood sugar sinus or hay fever and worry so they're all symptoms that i would associate with that first filter with the gut what we're talking about today is the next filter so this is our liver and with the four filters basically gut liver immune and kidneys our health split up like a domino effect when one part falls down the rest follows like a cascade after the gut it's the liver so how that you know that your liver's under stress and this is based on chinese medicine as well as naturopathic is fatigue you know always waking up tired in the morning particularly feeling like you could always roll over and go back to sleep for another couple of hours. Aches and pains, stiff when you get out of bed. So if you get out of bed in the morning and you're stiff and sore or your feet ache while you walk into the bathroom, that's a sign of your liver's under stress. Uh, If you're getting headaches of any description, headaches, um, thyroid problems, cholesterol problems, um, I would relate that back to the liver. Um, Mood swings, interestingly, if someone comes in with... Um, depression, anxiety or anger. You know, anger very much is an emotion we associate with liver health. So if a patient comes in to see me and they're suffering from or experiencing anxiety, 
or depression, then I automatically think, okay, well, what's also going on with the liver or what's putting stress on the liver? Um, liver stress is also things like um, where you might find that um, you're more reactive to coffee. You know, when you were younger, you might have been able to drink three or four coffees in a day, but now if you have one coffee, you're fine, but if you have two coffees, you have trouble sleeping that night. Uh, liver's also things where you might be more chemically sensitive to things now. So if you smell perfume or if you're cleaning the shower and the smell really knocks you around, um, or if you're just more noticing or noticing more smells, um, then that's a sign of the liver being under stress. Not being able to drink as much alcohol, which is not a bad thing, but you know, people that say, oh, I can only have a couple of drinks now and I get a headache or I feel unwell, that's all signs that your liver's under stress. One of my favourites signs of liver distress is um, insomnia, particularly if you wake up every night between 1 and 3. That to me tells me that you're, because 1 and 3, according to our map, is when your liver's detoxing. So um, a lot of my patients will say now that if they have a couple of drinks of a night time, they'll often wake up between 1 and 3. Um, blood sugar highs and lows, so this is where we might start to see the early stages of diabetes, obviously fatty liver, but also people carrying that extra weight around the tummy. So these are all sort of signs or symptoms to me that someone's liver is under stress. Alrighty, we'll come back and uh, maybe learn how we can take care of our liver a little bit better now that we've learned some of the things that it actually can be a problem for the rest of our bodies. Yeah, that's it. Like, like Same thing, when we look at holistic health or the whole health, all parts of the body are interconnected. So, you know, and unfortunately, diet and lifestyle-wise, our livers do cop a fair um, hiding. Today, Peter, we are loving our liver. Uh, you want to take a step back a bit and, and basically educate us on what our liver actually does and therefore how it can actually break down. Well, a liver, a liver is actually one of the most forgiving organs in the body. You know, if someone has... You can get rid of half of it or so and it'll just grow absolutely. back. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. No other organ will do that. Yeah. Um, your liver enzymes can be elevated, indicating liver damage. You can have a fatty liver. But all of these things are actually very recoverable from a liver point of view. So mm. it is, it's really remarkable. Um, it's a fairly large organ. sits on the right-hand side of your body, just to the right-hand side of your... Um, in that bottom part of your ribs there. So if you get discomfort, that can often indicate a bit of gall issue if you get pain in that right upper upper right quadrant. So it's an amazing organ. It performs at least 500 unique roles in the body. And one of the big roles... Do we it have does... time to list them all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got nothing on this afternoon. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, one is to filter and detoxify the blood. So the liver removes compounds from our body, including hormones, alcohol, toxins... Um, so, yeah, so you want to have a good working filter. And the way the, way the liver works, there's, there's two major phases. So, and toxins can include um, caffeine, alcohol. Um, we've talked about um, PCBs like um, pesticides and chemicals in our fruit and veg. We've talked about um, bisphenol A. Um, so all these toxins we've talked about, like also things like our adrenal hormones, our stress hormones, like anything the body produces, everything eventually has to get in, go into the liver. So imagine um, phase one is kind of like a big funnel. So all of these toxins, everything, blood, everything gets funneled into this funnel, phase one. And in phase one, what happens is a lot of those toxins and chemicals get converted into really super nasty toxins. So they, they become activated and the intermediate products are... Um, are really quite toxic. So they should 
go from phase one from that big funnel, they should gently flow over to phase two. Phase two is where the liver takes these now really toxic substances, even more toxic substances, and breaks them down and combines them with other compounds and makes them into safe compounds that we can then detox. But they have to be upregulated first before phase two will be able to turn them into safe toxins. And then we get rid of those chemicals in our bowel, through our bile, because we produce 50,000 or, or, you know, we have 50,000 bile ducts. So these toxins either go in the bile, into your gallbladder, and then into your bowel and get rid of that way through the bowel, or they get um, released into serum and they get into your blood and then your kidneys filter them out. Now, one of the problems for a lot of people is phase one um, can often, you know, it has to deal with a lot. So if someone's smoking, drinking, drinking coffee, all of these things upregulate your phase one. So they speed up your phase one detoxification. Now, the problem for a lot of people is they have a big phase one detox, but those toxins, they can't all get processed in their phase two because phase two is not supported or hereditary-wise, their phase two doesn't work as well. So what happens now, the body's, the liver's made all of these toxins into these super nasty toxins. Some of these super nasty toxins actually escape into the bloodstream and start to cause damage, oxidative stress particularly. So you can have a fast phase one, but if you've got a slow phase two, then toxins are actually going to have a lot more deleterious effect on your health. So this is one of the... And we'll talk about how to try and even this up or how to boost phase two in a moment. But this is um, why for some people when they'll have medication, um, only a small amount of medication and they'll get all the side effects under the sun. One of the reasons why is because the liver sort of jam-packed and and these toxins get recycled and you know stay in the bloodstream for longer um you know so if someone's even reactive i've got patients that are even reactive to small amounts of herbs and vitamins like anything they take these super reactors it's a lot to do with these detox pathways not being open and and this phase one phase two detox process not happening as it should so i guess what we need to come back and talk about is how to fix all of that up so the liver can do what it needs to do those 500 plus functions yeah absolutely and and because the liver is involved in so many different areas of the body you know it's so so important after as well as and everything from the gut everything that we eat um, any inflammatory reactions that we create, food intolerances, etc., that all goes to the liver as well. So not only is it, you know, toxins and environmental stuff, it's all everything we're eating as well. So it's a big job. You mentioned the liver is a very forgiving organ by the sound of things it needs to be. <laughs> it definitely needs to be. You want to sort of go through a little bit more on how we can actually help our liver out. Some of the things it needs, some of the ways to make sure that those nasty toxins just go straight through it and out the other end. That's exactly right. And actually when you've got I've got this really awesome diagram here. Which nobody can see, but it's a shame, isn't it really? Is that can I hold up to a camera somewhere? Well the camera's behind you, there you go. If anyone's looking through the webcam, it'll look even smaller on your smartphone. (laughs) Um, so anyway, so liver detoxification and, and nutrient requirements. So the liver's an amazing organ. So as we're saying as I was saying in the break, toxins come into phase one. And in phase one you need quite a range of nutrients. You need um B two, uh B three, B six, folic acid, B twelve, um glutathione. So some of the best ways for us to, to capture some of those nutrients, Peter, for our liver? Look, always always start with, you know, diet. So you need magnesium, which is found in your dark leafy greens, nuts, seeds, legumes, avocados. Vitamin A we need, even though everyone's a bit paranoid about A mm. these days. Um, so why is that? Uh, 
there was there, there was some reports that high doses of vitamin A actually caused liver damage or liver toxicity. So what you'll find now is on every vitamin supplement there'll be a warning saying um, don't take any more than I think two and a half thousand international units of vitamin A. Now the reason why they still put vitamin A in supplements is that vitamin A they did studies where they took vitamin A out of the diet and baby mice were born with no eyes. So vitamin A is a really essential nutrient. It's just that we've all got a bit carried away with whether it's safe or not. But every every supplement, like pregnancy supplements, have to have vitamin A because the new baby needs vitamin A. So same, we can get a bit carried away sometimes. Um, B2 found in liver, beef, uh, mushrooms, almonds, salmon, eggs, B3, tuna, or B5, B6, all in your fish, um, liver and organ meats, um, B6, interestingly, in potatoes, sunflower seeds, spinach, bananas, and B12 in organ meats. So if someone's a vegetarian, it can be a bit trickier to get their B12 and folate, also found in dark green leafies. So basically, you know, the more green leafy stuff, higher the plant-based diet, the better. Vitamin C, vitamin E, beta-carotene, and also two really important nutrients for phase one detox is zinc which a lot of my patients come back deficient in, and also selenium, which is a really important antioxidant as well. So that's just for phase one. So phase one goes then on to phase... Gets, phase one gets... These toxins get converted into these really super nasty toxins and then go through to phase two. Now, as I was saying before, a lot of people have a fast phase one where they'll actually throw out a lot of these super nasty toxins now are getting liberated back into your bloodstream, causing all sorts of damage. So this is where you need to have good levels of antioxidants in your body, vitamin A, coenzyme Q10, vitamin C, um, thiols, which are found in garlic, onions, and your cruciferous vegetables, vitamin E, selenium again, bioflavonoids, zinc, um, silymarin. Silymarin is one of my favorite herbs. It's really helpful for making sure phase one's working well. Manganese. Um, so again... Getting these from your from your diet, a diet high in plant based food, organic if possible, um, and then phase two. So phase two is where these toxins now get converted into safe substrates and excreted. Phase two, you need things like um, broccoli sprouts and turmeric. They both help support phase two detoxification. Um, Love turmeric. I'm putting that on just about everything at the moment. Yeah, well, turmeric yeah. turmeric plays a role in lots of different areas, but one of the most important areas is in this phase two detoxification. Um, the sulfora, sulforaphane from broccoli sprouts is a potent inducer of phase two detoxification enzymes. So broccoli sprouts, eating broccoli sprouts have a higher concentration than just broccoli. So broccoli sprouts are a great way to make sure this phase two is getting rid of toxins. Um taurine, cysteine, methionine, um, all amino acids that come from really good quality um, protein. Um, and basically those phase two detoxification um, compounds, it's great because it's all if you, if you eat a really healthy, well-balanced diet, and this is how clever the body has been put together, is that it's in our, we're eating the foods, we should be eating the foods in our diet that actually really support the functioning of this system. So when people talk to me about, um, you know, doing a detox and what's a detox really mean, mm. basically it's detox means eat to support your your body's detoxification processes. Eat the foods, eat broccoli sprouts and um, good quality fish and, you know, 
eat what you need to make sure that all these organs are functioning at their best. Dare I say it, eat the way we're supposed to be eating anyway. A couple of other obvious ones you've got on your list. Drink less alcohol. I think we all know that one. Uh, but lemon water. Yeah, look, it's just a good tip. You just have to be a little bit careful if you're... Um, worried about your teeth enamel so I'll often recommend drinking lemon in water, half a lemon in water first thing in the morning, encourages the liver to produce bile so that really gets that whole detox process going You use a straw or bypass the teeth altogether Use a glass straw or a stainless steel oh, straw I love how you did that. You, keeping away from yeah. those terrible plastic things <laughs> um, B vitamins, you know I, you can get these through eating your legumes your vegetables, <clears throat> whole grains or get onto a good quality B vitamin supplement, particularly with the festive season approaching. Um, increase your intake of green stuff. You know, if, if I had two things to recommend people to do, three things. Number one would be lemon and water. Number two would be to eat as much green stuff as you possibly can. And number three would be to take um, vitamin C. Um, eat organic as much as possible. Um, you know, check out um, our blogs on the Dirty Dozen or the, the Clean 15. And be aware, we've talked a bit before, and we'll have another talk about this in the new year, just about where all these toxins are coming from into our diet and lifestyle these days in our hair care product, um, in our in our petrol fumes still. Diesel fumes are a really sort of big source of toxins. Um, heavy metals, whole host of things. So be aware of where toxins potentially coming into your system and or your lifestyle and try and avoid those as much as possible as well. Peter, it all sounds very nasty, but the nice ways to look after our liver and uh, particularly with Christmas just around the corner. Uh, so great advice there, as always, on health and wellbeing. Next week will be actually be your final uh, week for the year. You'll be bringing with you your Christmas survival guide. Yeah, Christmas survival guide. And, um, you know, we've started that off with now looking after our liver. We're going to have green smoothie every day with lots of baby spinach and organic kale um if you want to try some um, wonderful herbs St mary's thistle is probably one of my favorite herbs for surviving the christmas period lots of turmeric and everything ginger garlic if you can tolerate garlic really helps with those phase one detox um and phase two detox pathways so yeah eating as healthy and clean as possible as well Thank you, Peter Mullen. We'll catch you next Tuesday afternoon. Thank you, Mark. Health and well-being done and dusted for another week on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.